This is the Veritable Veteran Podcast, bringing truth and exposure to the struggles veterans and their families face post-military. Depression. Anger. PTSD. Suicide. Who am I? What do I do now? Hey everybody, sorry I'm a little bit behind on my episode this week. It's been not a super busy, crazy week. It's just been, you know, busy and crazy. So anyway, um, just wanted to apologize for not getting it out uh, when I said I would. But I'd like to, this is going to be more of a just a confessional, uh, kind of me sharing my experience, uh, an experience that I had recently and something that I've dealt with, uh, over the last couple of years. So when I was younger, uh, I never really, I didn't suffer from panic attacks. Like I always had, you know, just the, the kind of immature anxiety and nervousness and things, but I didn't know what a panic attack was. Um, so then I joined the military, got deployed, came back. And one thing that I've been dealing with is panic attacks. And I didn't even know what it was. I just was like, what is going on? I feel horrible. What is this? So just a personal example. The other day I was in a, in a place where I couldn't leave. I had to stay there. But I started having a panic attack. And... Pause for the radio to be turned down. So, my mind is racing and my heart is racing. And I am extremely anxious. And my thought, my head is just filled with all these thoughts of I need to do this, I need to do that, I'm not doing enough. Uh, at work. I'm not doing enough at home. I'm not doing enough with my kids. I'm not doing enough with my wife. I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm not enough. And it was just really causing me a lot of stress and anxiety. And it was making me physically ill. And it went on for a couple of hours and I kept kind of pushing it down in a way and just kind of like trying to, it's okay, keep pushing, like get through it, it's okay. Uh, eventually I was able to, I called my wife and sometimes talking on the phone with us isn't as helpful as hanging up and texting. Then we've just discovered that in our marriage. Sometimes we'll, we'll start to have an argument and we'll separate and just start texting each other because sometimes in our relationship, typing things out, we're able to say it a little more clearly and calmly than standing there talking. So anyway, that's just a unique uh, relationship uh, tool that we've used. So I start texting her and she's asking me, how can I help? What's wrong? What are you feeling? And she asked me to be specific, like, what are you feeling so we can work through this? So I had to be specific. I was like, well, I am suffering from all these thoughts of these self-deprecating thoughts of 
I suck at everything. I'm bad at my job. I'm bad at being a husband. I'm bad at being a father. I'm bad at being a man. I, you know, and I, I see no way to fix this. And, and it was just, it was overwhelming me. And I told her that and she said, okay, uh, let me, I'm actually going to go, um, back into my text messages so I can read some of the stuff that we, we talked about. And again, I'm eternally grateful for my wife and the fact that she's able and willing to put up with all this. Um, so what my, my first message and I, I want to be on this show. I just want to be open and honest. And, you know, so my first message was, I wish I could just be normal because I, you know, in my mind at that time, it was, I felt like my struggle is not something that everybody deals with. And, and I know that's most likely it's not true. Someone else somewhere deals with it. I know that. And it's probably a lot more people than I think. Um, <clears throat> So, and I said, I feel my bad days affect me so much and I honestly feel so weak. And what I meant by that is just mentally weak, not able to push through, not able to continue making strides, um, in, at work, at home. And, and it was just really, you know, because I was struggling, it was causing me all this stress, uh, like I'm failing and I was just having a really hard time pulling myself out of that. And that's why I felt weak. So my wife, you know, she responds, she's like, babe, you're not weak. And I know that that's like the first thing everybody wants to say. And it means a lot coming from her, but at the same time, someone saying that and they're like, babe, you're not weak or Hey buddy, you're not weak. It helps, but don't expect an immediate reaction from somebody like, Oh, well that just solved all my problems. It just told me I'm not weak. It's, it's good to hear, but it's not the only thing that needs to be said. Okay. Encouraging somebody, reassuring them, Hey, you're not weak. That's a good tool, but that is not the only tool to use. If you're like, Hey, you're not weak. All right, buddy. See you later. That's not going to help. Cause he's like, well, or she's like, well, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe you don't think I am, but I feel pretty weak right now. Pretty crappy, pretty crummy, whatever it is. So. The next thing my wife asked, you know, she said is, if someone else were to come to you feeling this way, what would you say to them? And that hit me pretty, I was like, wow, that's a really good question. What would I say to someone, you know, a veteran, a friend, a brother, a sister came to me and was like, I'm feeling this. I'm having a panic attack. What do I do right now in this moment to calm down? And me being the one in that moment, I was like, I don't know. This sucks. Like, I'm freaking out right now. So, and when I say I'm, I was freaking out, like, I don't mean it was like, a, I'm just so stressed. No, it was like my heart was racing. I was having a hard time sitting still. I was, I don't think I was shaking externally, but I felt like my insides were shaking. And it was just, I was on the verge of just leaving. And I couldn't leave, but I was on the verge of just leaving and being like, I, I can't do this. I got to go home. And I wanted to just go lock myself in a closet somewhere 
and hide. But at that point, it wasn't an option. So I had to figure out a way to get through it. My answer, I said, I'd tell them to start listing their blessings and to be grateful. Which, you know, it's, it can kind of sound counterintuitive because you're dealing with all these issues. But this is something that I've read in a lot of places. And I'd like to find a, a person smarter than me that I could reference in this. Um, but it has been told to me and even scientifically shown that it is impossible for your brain to be sad and grateful at the same time. Like it just, it it can't, it can't do it. It's like going two way, two ways on a two way street at the same time. You just can't, you got to go one way or the other. So then that was what I said. I I would tell them, start listing your blessings and be grateful. So I did. I stopped focusing on what I was doing wrong and what I wasn't doing enough of. And I started talking to myself physically, out loud, saying to myself, you have six beautiful kids. You have a beautiful, loving wife. You have a good job. You have a working vehicle. You have two working vehicles. We've got this great house and property that we live on. I've got friends that care. I've got, I'm, I'm physically healthy. You know, I mean, I, I have issues, but I am nowhere nearly as bad off as most people. And I, I just started focusing on the things that were going right and the things that were going good, but not just things like, like flighty things like, oh, I had a great day yesterday or uh, my team won a game on Saturday or uh, things like that. It was more, no, it's like, what? in my life brings me joy. And I started, you know, and, and, and in that I started talking to God and praying and just saying, God, thank you for being there for me and blessing me with my wife or blessing me with, you know, if you don't have a wife or a husband, you've got friends, you've got, and honestly, and even if you don't have them, you can call someone. You can call a crisis line and talk to them and, and you can just say, Hey, I don't have anybody to talk to. Will you listen to me? Cause I don't know who else to call and they will. That's what they're there for. So I started listing all these things and trying to just get my brain into that grateful mindset <clears throat> because I was feeling like I needed to do it all and do it all perfectly. That's my problem. One of my problems is I'm a perfectionist. Not necessarily like like if I'm building a wooden, I build a lot of stuff out of reclaimed wood, like pallet wood. I built uh, raised garden beds and I've built, Lord knows, all kinds of stuff out of reclaimed pallet wood, a duck house. Um, I, I love doing it. It's fun for me. It's cool to, you know, I don't necessarily have to, It's I'm not a perfectionist in that. When it comes to, like schoolwork or jobs or me in an in a, in a role in an assignment that's where i find myself acting and trying to be a perfectionist 
trying to do everything just right. And that's where I struggle. Because I can build a, a cabinet, and if it's a little off, I'm like, yeah, it's frustrating, but, you know, it'll be okay. I can level it. I can make it look good. And then I'll tell myself, oh, I was going for a rustic look anyway, so, you know, <laughs> that's fine. Just leave it the way it is. Anyway, the point is, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to myself. And that's what pushes me into these areas of stress and anxiety and depression. So I started reassuring myself, I don't have to do it all. And I don't have to do it all perfectly. When I was referring to my job, I'm doing well more than what is expected of someone in my position. I'm not the best one. I'm not the worst one. I don't just beat meet the bare minimum. But I don't, I'm not at the top either. Because I don't push myself to the point of stressing myself out. Or I'm trying not to push myself to the point of stressing myself out to be the best. So I'm doing above the minimum and what is expected of me. And more at work, at home, I'm present. I'm with my kids. I'm with my wife. I spend quality time with my wife. I spend quality time with my kids. Do I spend as much time as I want to? No. Do I feel like I should spend more time with my kids and my wife? Yes, absolutely. But talk to anybody that's ever lived with a family and be like, hey, did you spend enough time with your wife and kids when they were growing up, when your kids were growing up, and when you were young and married and, you know, developing your relationship and working through your marriage. And if you find someone that says yes, please tell me so I can talk to them and figure out how much time they actually spent. Because everybody I've ever talked to said, no, I wish I would have spent more time with my kids. So that's not a bad goal to have. But if you're beating yourself over the head when you don't, it's not helping anybody. So I started focusing on that. And then with my wife, I spend time with my wife. I, we go on dates, not as much as we should, Babe, you're going to listen to this and you're going to be like, well, we haven't been on a date in a while. I know. And that's, that's, that's my fault. But we do find time to spend together despite our insanely busy schedules and our six kids. And again, I don't spend as much time with her as I want to, but I'm present. I'm not just, I don't go out with my friends and stay gone all night and then come home at you know three in the morning and then get up and go do my own thing again. I'm there to discipline my kids. I'm there to talk with my kids when they have an issue. I'm there to talk with my wife when she's having an issue with the kids and I need to step in and help. Do I always have the answer? No. <laughs> There's no, no. <laughs> but I'm there. And another thing that I do, and I, this has changed my relationship with my kids and my wife. And I'm not perfect, and I do not do this all the time, and I don't do it as much as I want to. But one thing that I've learned with my kids is they understand because I've told them and helped them understand that I'm a human being. And I'm still learning how to be a parent and an adult at 35 years old. Like, they're learning how to be human and kids and live in a family. And guess what? I'm learning how to be human and an adult and live in a family. I'm still learning. We all are. No one has figured it out. Some people are further along than others. I'm where I'm at. 
But I will go to them when I screw up and I'll say, hey, I should not have done that. And then I'll talk to them later about, hey, you realize you shouldn't have done that either, right? Like you shouldn't have done that. But I don't tie what they did to what I did. I control myself. And I tell them this all the time. You control yourself. You control your emotions. You control your reactions. The world, no one else outside of you, no one cannot control you. No one can control you. You control yourself. So when they try and blame their sister for being loud and obnoxious or poking them or whatever, and then you know they try to explain away the fact that they just punched them in the face. No, that was you. She should not have done that, but that was you. Okay, focus on you. Okay, now that you realize that was a bad idea and that was wrong. Okay, now we can discuss what, what the other person did. I do that with myself. I'll tell them, I screwed up. I should not have yelled at you that way. I should not have said those things. I should not have employed that discipline or whatever, or, you know, uh, prescribed that punishment to you at that moment. That was wrong of me, and I'm sorry. And my kids will look at me, and they, every one of them has said, I forgive you, Daddy, and I love you. And then we hug, and then we talk. And then at some point in there, I'll say, hey, you can't be doing that. That's not okay. You know, and they'll, again, every time, yeah, I know, I'm sorry. You know, I, I just got caught up in the moment or, and it's helping them understand they're a human being too. They make mistakes. They're going to their whole life. Because honestly, I'm trying to head off to where they're not suffering panic attacks, thinking they have to be perfect all the time. Well, like I do. So that's what I was, um, the conversation I was having with my wife at that time. And I'm trying to get back over to my text messages here. <clears throat> my wife said, you're not alone in what you're feeling. There are others who struggle like this too. In the same way you would counsel someone else through this, speak those to yourself. And I did. I spoke it out loud to myself. Nobody was around, thankfully, so they didn't think I was crazy talking to myself. But I talk to myself all the time. Just FYI, I'm weird, but I talk to myself all the time, audibly and inaudibly. So that's what she said to me. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do it. Because sometimes I've had these thoughts before where I'm like, man, if I would just sit down and list these things out and remind myself of these things, I'd probably be okay. But then I just continue to wallow in my pity or whatever. I just, I, I don't try to get out and I ignore the advice that I would give somebody else on that day. I thought, no, huh? I'm going to do this and see if it works. Guys, I'm telling you, it absolutely worked. I had been suffering from this panic attack for a couple of hours when I started intentionally speaking to myself, reminding myself of all the blessings I have and the good things happening and the fact that I am doing more than enough. And I have to stop holding myself to this standard that's not only unrealistic, it's impossible. And once I did that, guys, I'm telling you, 10, 15 minutes, I started feeling 
light years better. I mean, just amazingly better. My heart rate slowed down. My anxiety went away. And I started really focusing on, okay. Then I started kind of focusing on like the, the exciting things coming up. Like, Hey, I got it. We're going, we're going on vacation soon. Uh, or I've got a long weekend coming up. Uh, I've got some work to do in the yard that I'm excited about because that that's one of my things. I love working in the yard. I love working in the woods. I love improving our property. So I get excited about that stuff. I'm weird again. So just get used to it. So my wife said this after that, after I explained more of the expectations I was expecting from myself, she said, it sounds like you're not giving yourself grace and acknowledging everything that you do. You are excellent at all those things. Because in my eyes, I'm like, I'm not even anywhere near good, let alone excellent. But according to her and people from an out, outside view, you know, and they've told me this, my parents have told me this, my, my kids have told me this, my friends have told me this, like, you're doing great, like, great. And I'm like, why don't I feel that? And it's because I have this unrealistic, impossible expectation that I have to do everything perfectly. She said, this guilt of feeling like you're not doing enough is the same as someone feeling guilty for not doing enough in the military. The guilt doesn't come from truth. In one of the episodes, earlier episodes that I did, it was just called I Didn't Do Enough because that's a lot of the, the feeling that a lot of veterans have is I didn't do enough, I could have done more, I should have done more, um, I need to find a way to do better. So... The thing that I think helped the most was my wife asking specific questions and forcing me to evaluate why I was feeling what I was feeling and then putting it into words to myself, putting my thoughts out there and saying, this is what I'm feeling. And then even when I texted it, I was able to read over it again and start to realize I was placing unrealistic expectations on myself. And I was able to see that and hear that as I said it to myself. So I think we need to start doing better about identifying why we're feeling what we're feeling. Not just what we're feeling. Like, oh, I'm stressed out right now. Okay, Why? So we put it down in a tangible form. You either write it down or say it. Maybe do a voice memo. Maybe do something where you can look at it again or listen to it again. Just write it down journal it or just just write it on a piece of paper like what are you feeling uh stress and anxiety okay stop saying stress and anxiety put stress on the paper that's fine now do bullet points underneath it what is causing you stress okay got it this this and this okay what is causing you anxiety this this and this okay now you know what you need to work on it may not be the time to work on that. It may be the time to sit there and focus on, I need to calm down first. I need to breathe in the nose, out the mouth. It's okay. I'm here. I'm safe. I'm not in any danger. I don't need to be amped up right now. And then you start working through that gratitude process. Identifying the things that are going right. Identifying the things that you have in your life that are good and saying those out loud and then writing those down so you can look at them because if you write them down you're going to realize you have more to be thankful for 
than you have to be stressed about. That doesn't take away from the stressors. It doesn't mean they're not important. That doesn't mean they're not affecting you or they're, you know, they're not a big deal. They are a big deal. But when you write it down and then take a step back and look at it, you're like, okay, now I can see and hear that things are not as bad as my mind is making them out to be. Because your mind is lying to you. Your mind is making you think all hope is lost. It's not. It absolutely is not. So don't let your mind tell you that. So being specific, then working through the, the, the process of gratitude. And then, then you can kind of come back to what was causing those issues and you can work on figuring out how to fix that. But like I did, it really helped me to go through those issues and realize what I was doing well in those areas. So like, say it's money, finances. I've, I've had multiple issues being stressed about finances. Everybody has. Welcome to life. So when you sit there and you start working your way through it and you're like, money is really stressing me out. We don't have enough money. I don't get paid enough. We have too much. Uh, we, we have too many things that we're paying for. Focus on what you're doing right with money. Do you just go out and spend money all day, every day on anything you want? No. Okay. So you have discretion. You have discipline in your money spending. You may not have as much as you need, but again, we're all at different places in life and that may be something you need to work on. Are you buried up to your uh, eyeballs in debt? No? Good. Hey, that's there's a lot of people that are. So do you have a little bit of money in the bank? Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Sometimes this will work, sometimes it won't. Sometimes if you're in a situation that you've dug yourself a pretty, really deep hole, and you're like, I oh, mean, I'm really stressed about money, and you're, you start thinking, well, let's think about what I'm doing good with money. I have 16 credit cards that are maxed out. I have a mortgage I can't pay. I have three car payments I can't pay. I've got medical bills out the ears. Um, and I have spent my last uh, $10 on fast food rather than gas for my car. May not be the thing to focus on. Okay. But there's positives. There's always positives that you can be grateful for. And we've got to do better at being specifically grateful and talking through that specifically. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point in my life where I hate saying and hearing people say, I'm just stressed out. Okay. Got it. Why? And we as veterans and family members of veterans need to do a better job not letting people get by with that easy and that easy answer of I'm stressed or I'm tired. Why? Why are you tired? Have you been sleeping? Have you been going to bed at a decent time? Or have you been sitting up all night scrolling on your phone? Again, we have to be specific. Like if you have, if you have a plan that you want to do something, if you walk up to a, a potential investor and you're like, I want to open a gun shop. Okay, cool. And they just kind of sit there and wait because they're like, um, do you have a plan for this? Yes, I have a plan. And they're like, okay, what is your plan? Are you going to share this with us? Because they want specifics. They want to know what steps you're going to take. 
And if you don't have that, they're going to be like, yeah, you're not, you're not getting a dime on my money because you don't have any idea how you're actually going to do this. Well, I have a lot of drive and I'm a strong person. Okay. Congratulations. Those are good aspects. To, those are good attributes. What are you going to do specifically to make this happen? So we expect that in other areas of life. Like in the military, when you go to do a, an operations plan, it's down to the most minuscule detail. Down to the very gallon, the, the very number of gallons of fuel you're going to need, the number of batteries you're going to need, the number of bullets you're going to need, the number of medics and medical gear and band-aids you're going to need. Everything. And then when we go to get out, it's like, well, you know, if someone, if you had a, a military officer come up and, hey, we're going to take that, uh, that trench up there because we're tough and we're hard and we're going to go get it. Okay. What's the plan, sir? The plan is get it like Ghostbusters. I got a plan. Get her. That was your plan. Get her. <laughs> like, seriously, that's, that's what we, and that's what we expect from ourselves. We're like, we, we have an issue. Okay. Uh, I'm stressed about X, Y, and Z. Okay. Okay. What are we going to do to fix that? Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. Well, if you don't know what you're going to do, you're never going to fix it. We need to be specific. Our questions to each other to hold us, to hold each other accountable need to be specific. They cannot be vague. It's like asking your kid, how was school today? Good. Okay. Got to be specific. What'd you learn in science class? And then they're like, oh, we learned about atoms and uh, cells and mitochondria and all whatever. Okay, cool. And then you can you can engage in a conversation and, and figure out, did they enjoy it? Did they learn anything? Did they retain anything? Was it interesting to them? Or is this something they just hate? Again, you don't get that without being specific. So my wife causing me to look internally and say, what are you dealing with specifically? And I was like, well, that's a good question. And I listed it out. And then she said, okay, what would you tell someone to do if they were in your shoes? Again, specifics, practical exercises, practical steps to take to get out of this hole that my mind was in. And lo and behold, it worked. So... Again, I just wanted to share a little bit of my personal experience dealing with, you know, this specific panic attack, but I have these a lot. And this was just recent, just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I have them quite often, uh, but I was really impressed by just how well that pulled me out of it. Um, and again, I'm not bragging. I'm, I'm sharing this with you guys because I hope it helps someone. I really just hope and pray that someone can listen to this and think, okay, well, maybe I can do that. And if it helps one person, it's worth the time and effort of me, you know, making an episode. So again, working back through the, the steps, I identified specifically what was causing me to feel what I was feeling, why I was feeling that way. I had expectations of myself to be better at work, to be better at home with my wife and my kids. And I was still dealing with this aspect of I didn't do enough in the military and I'm not, I'm not enough. And the root cause of that was I just felt like I wasn't doing enough in all these areas where I was assigned a specific role. 
employee, father, husband. Identified those. Then I started working through those and thinking, okay, how am I really doing? And once I identified that, I started realizing, okay, it's not as bad. And my, my tension level came down. Then I started listing my blessings. All the things that are good in my life. Not just, again, not just physical things. Like I have a nice truck. Like, no, I have a running vehicle that allows me to get back and forth to work. Okay. Cause you may not always have a nice vehicle. You may have a, a beater car that you drive back and forth to work. every. That's okay. At least you have a vehicle or a means of conveyance. Okay. There's always things to be grateful for, but being specific and intentional with it is the point that I'm trying to make. So I work through that and then my, my tension level comes down even more. And then I start focusing on, okay, what are some practical steps I can take to improve in those areas? And I started writing them down, spending more time with my kids, not just more time with my kids, making specific times to spend with specific children, doing specific things that those specific children like to do. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm going to spend time with my kids today. Okay. Well, guess what? I've got six kids. So I got to figure out who am I going to spend time with? Cause some of them don't want to do what the others do. None of them actually want to do what the others do. They all want to do their own thing. So I have to figure out specifically what I'm going to do with each specific child. You're going to get really sick of me saying specific because I want you guys to understand that it has to be, it has to be specific. It has to be targeted. You can't just throw a blanket on it and say, I'm going to fix it. No, it's got to be intentional and targeted for it to work. So I could probably, you know, continue rambling forever, but I just wanted you guys to hear that story from me. Uh, again, can't say enough to my wife for her advice and her help. And I'm sure that I'll get to return the favor to her here soon, just because we, we, we help each other one day I'm good and she's bad. And one day I'm bad and she's good. So it, you know, it, we, we, we do this back and forth thing, but the fact is, is we're always there for each other. Uh, so I really hope this helps you guys. I hope somebody can listen to this and take a couple of tips just from, from my life and my experience, because I haven't always done this. Uh, I actually just started doing this and it's really helping. So I wish I would have started doing this sooner because it would have saved me a lot of heartache and grief and stress from suffering all these other panic attacks that I just let go until I was, you know, at home hiding in a closet. So I hope this helps guys. I'm going to get some more. I know I keep saying interviews. I've been trying to get some. It seems like they keep falling through. I will get some interviews up and we've got some of the other stuff. Our other Instagram page is up now. It's uh, this, that veteran and his wife on Instagram. That's my wife and my, that's our joint account. And we're trying to focus more on uh, veterans and their wives or veterans and their spouses because there's not a lot of resources for that. And it's not fair. They need uh, spouses need support as well because they're behind the veterans and people talk about the veterans needing support. It's like, yes, they do. But if the people closest to them can't support them, they're not going to do very well because, you know, you've got this guy over here saying, oh, yeah, I really support you. It's like, that's cool, but I don't know you and you don't do anything for me. But if the person that lives with them every day, sleeps in bed with them every day, does life with them every day, knows how to support them, that will make a difference. So that's what we're trying to work on on our Instagram page. I love you guys. I'm really glad that um, y'all are listening and 
tuning in. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to continuing. And so anyway, I'll see you guys next episode. Love you guys. Hey guys, quick reminder, if you enjoyed the episode today, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, go to whatever platform you listen to these podcasts on and leave a review. That's the best way to help us out. Uh, It gets a lot more traffic to us. So again, if you liked it, like, subscribe, and uh, leave a review. All right, love you guys.